morning and welcome back to another podcast of the English with Frank podcast. I am recording this just after Christmas, so I hope everybody had a, a great Christmas or whatever festival or celebration you celebrate. Obviously, Christmas here in the West, it was really good for me, spent some time with family. Most importantly, ate some good food. Always look forward to the food at Christmas, being honest. And then Classics, fashion, relaxed, sat around in the living room, watched some films. We didn't actually really watch any Christmas movies, so classic Christmas movies, I would say, sort of Home Alone, Die Hard, just technically a Christmas movie, because if you watch it, it is set at Christmas. There's that flying snowman one. And then I watched um, Darkest Hour, which is about Churchill. Also ended up watching a, a Luther movie, which is a British TV show, detective show, but they made a movie. And then I watched Tina Taylor, Soldier Spy, which was really good, but quite complicated. So yeah, fresh off the Christmas mood, but still fairly festive because we've got New Year's coming up soon. And actually this period, quite a unique period, it's that time between Christmas and New Year where every day merges into one and every day feels the same. You kind of lose track of which day it is and just sort of relax and don't really do much. But I'm trying to get some work done today to feel a bit more productive. Yesterday I kind of just chilled, watched some more movies. So I've been really into sort of Korean films again recently. I uh, watched Parasite, which is a great movie, but also get into the more niche movies. So there's Old Boy. Lady Vengeance. There's this really good police one that I watched. It's called The Chase or The Catch. Really into Korean movies. And actually, I find that if you look high rated movies, so if you Google IMDb, best Korean film or best Japanese film, you can find some real gems, some real pearls that maybe not everybody else knows about. So that's a sort of hobby of mine, I suppose. I've been into watching. Movies and that's come from since when I was a child. I had a friend uh, called John, and he was always really into and really loved good movies and recommended me certain movies and other highly rated movies. I remember Shawshank Redemption, he recommended to me, and I think that's one of the best movies ever made. What else did he recommend? Fight Club, that one was really good. Essentially, haven't watched all these classics, I'd say you're missing out. But I know some people aren't really into movies in general. They maybe don't have the time. But I would argue that you can watch a TV series or a TV show, you definitely have time to watch a movie. I know a movie is sometimes two, two and a half hours long, which seems a lot of time to dedicate to a movie and sit, sit down and watch it. But actually, if you think about it, a TV show that's an hour or an episode, you can easily watch eight episodes over a week or two weeks. So watching a film, just sit down, watch it for two hours, or maybe watch the first half of it and watch the second half of it later. Definitely prefer movies, I think, what I have to say. Often I'll start a show, it'll be really good. I'll watch one to two seasons, and then I'll just stop watching. My friend used to get annoyed, not annoyed, but he used to be able to understand how I could do that. But, I mean, sometimes you just get bored, it doesn't grip you. The release of a movie is over within two to three hours, so you see 
see out of the whole thing. Anyway, enough about Christmas and films. Today's episode is going to be a more grammar-based episode. So previously my episodes have been stories about me, about the UK, culture, planning to record some forms of historical topics, but now this is more grammar. It's more grammar uh, episode, so I want to have podcasts on every type of English, so vocabulary, grammar, speaker, listener, and not just listener to me. So we're going to do phrasal verbs today, so I wanted to kick off by defining a phrasal verb. On the thumbnail of this podcast, you might see I've added in a, a little definition in my dictionary style, so you can read that now, so pull your phone and computer and look at the thumbnail of the podcast and read that, but I will define it. So a phrasal verb is a phrase such as take off or look down on that combines a verb with a preposition or adverb or both, and that functions as a verb whose meaning is different from the combined meanings of the individual words. So what does that mean? So a phrasal verb is a verb combined with a preposition or adverb or even both. So that means it's a verb such as once you add another word, which in this context is an adverb, it has a different meaning. So, for example, to take, I took that verb, that has one meaning. When you make it a phrasal verb, it completely changes the meaning. And this is why some people struggle with phrasal verbs, because the actual meaning is completely different to the meaning of the verb by itself. So imagine you've got the verb, that's the normal meaning of the verb. You add an extra word to it and it changes and amends the meaning, so you're sort of adding an extension and making that definition different. So look, about, look at it in that way. So, what I'm going to do in this episode is go through some phrasal verbs and explain and try to give an example for each one. If there's any you don't understand or have questions about, then please do get in touch and I'll be happy to help you further explain. Doubts if you have any doubts about any phrasal verbs in particular. So to start, we have ask out. Now I'm going to put a noun in between, which is somebody, but this could be replaced by anybody's name. So ask Judy, ask Carol. Now to ask, obviously, it's like to ask a question. To ask out will imply that you're asking. Brian asked Judy out for dinner and the movie. Now, we assume from this context that they're not boyfriend and girlfriend or husband and wife. Because if you ask someone out, it suggests that you're going on a date. Now, if they were together, you would probably say Brian asked Judy to go to the movie. Brian went to the movie. Judy, because they're already together, so you don't need to specify that he's asking that now. Next, next is ask around. So, as you can see by these first two examples, the phrasal verb, so the, the verb here is ask, but we add another word, an adverb, or a preposition, and then it completely changes the meaning. So hopefully, 
you already had an idea of what the phrase and verb is, but hopefully now it's a bit more clear. And obviously, we'll crack on and go through these remaining examples. Ask around. So, to ask around, you would basically ask as many people as possible the same question. For example, if you're in an office and you need a calculator, you don't have one on your desk, you ask the person next to you. They say, Oh, sorry, I don't have one. So you go, you go, okay, fine, I'll ask around. And this just means that you probably go desk to desk asking everybody until you find one. Next is add up of two. So we usually use this in the context of money or a bill with multiple products. So, for example, you bought some Pepsi, you bought some noodles, and you bought You might say, I wonder how much this adds up to. That just means uh, cumulatively how much they all add up to together. Back something up. So, back something up, it can have two meanings there. You can back up your car, so that means to reverse. Please back the van up the street so I can get out of my drive. Also, you can back something up with evidence or back it personal. For example, your friend says, in my opinion, that's the best movie I've ever seen. You could back them up and say, actually, I agree with Dave. I think it's a great movie and he's absolutely right. So that's backing someone up. If you back up a car, so you're changing the noun to a car, then that means to reverse. But if you're backing up a person, then it would be to support them, to provide them with backup, so to support them, support their claim, maybe support them in a situation, maybe they needed a hand, you back them up. So, my wife backed me up over my decision to quit my job, so that means she supported that decision and she was there to help. Now, blow up. To blow up appears to explode, so like a bomb. So the Formula One car blew up after it crashed into another car. So it blew up, to blow up, to explode. Blow something up. Now this is to blow into it. Now the example that comes to mind would be to blow a balloon up. So we have to blow 50 balloons up for the party. So that means to put air into it, to blow into it, blow out. But you could say, I blew the balloon up too much and it blew up. Now, that's confusing, right? So that's saying you blew something up, so you blew the balloon up, and you filled it with air, and it got bigger. But you blew it up too much, and then it blew up, so it blew up, so it exploded. So I tried to blow the balloon up, add air to the balloon. However, it blew up, so it exploded. Breakdown. Now this one has two meanings as well. So, breakdown. Our car broke down at the side of the motorway. This means stop working or stop functioning or stop operating. And when you say breakdown in this context, you're usually always talking about machinery or a car, a vehicle. 
maybe a computer. So my computer broke down. That would make sense, but it's probably more vehicle. Vehicle and machinery. So you could say your laptop broke down. That makes completely perfect sense. So the second context, the second meaning of breakdown is to sort of be upset or have like a mental breakdown. You might have heard of that. So the woman broke down when the police told her that her son was in an accident. So the woman is breaking down on the car. She's just very upset and very emotional and can't control herself. So I had a breakdown me. Like you got really sad control yourself and work out. But we could also add a different word and make this phrase third meaning something different. A third meaning to break something down. For example, I broke down this task into three manageable projects. Now to break something down means to divide it into smaller parts. For example, I broke down the puzzle into five sections, or four sections, the left corner, the right corner, bottom left, bottom right corner. I broke the task down into ten manageable chunks. So there was a big task, and you turned it into ten smaller tasks to make it seem more approachable and easier to complete. Okay. Staying on break. yourself into a building, or a place, or a vehicle. For example, somebody broke in last night and stole our TV. So break in just means you force your way in without having access. So you don't have a key. You're not supposed to be there to break in. Break into, so break into something, often means open it or enter with force. For example, there was a fire firemen had to break into the room, so they broke into it with force. If you say break in, it suggests it's criminal activity. Break into, you can also say, I'm going to break into the jar of pickles, which just means we're going to open them and eat them. Now, you can also say break something in, which means wear something a few times so it doesn't look I need to break these shoes in before we run next week. This sort of just means get used to the ease of it. This one I wouldn't use as much. Now you could say break up. You probably know what this means. That's used to end the relationship. So I broke up with my girlfriend because she moved away. Now break out. O U T is to escape. So the prisoners See, it's similar to break in, so you get in without supposed to be in there, maybe illegal. Same with break out, you're not supposed to escape, but you do anyway. So, up next, we have break out. So, this is generally to do with a condition or maybe a virus or an illness. So, I had a break out of spots, I had a break out of rash after a trip. It just means that. 
spreading and went everywhere. As you can imagine that a virus or an illness is guarded by a gate, and that gate opens and it breaks out and it goes everywhere. Now bring someone down. So bring is the verb here, and then we have it down. So if you bring down, you could bring down the mood. So i.e. that means it was happy and then you brought down the mood and made it sad. You can also bring somebody down, so you can bring down a friend or a colleague, or even yourself. So this music that I'm playing is bringing me down. So place it on the side. So to bring something up sort of means to talk about something. So you bring up a topic, then you enter that topic into the conversation. I wanted to bring up whether you thought the election was a good idea. So you bring it up to the conversation, so you weren't talking about it before, and now thanks to you, it's at the forefront of the conversation. You could also bring something up, as in being sick. And this one's not as nice, but vomiting. So he drank so much that he brought his dinner up in the toilet. This means he vomited it out. Next one is call, so call around, this is similar to ask around, and it just means to ask to call more than one place, call different people, or different places. So we called around to see if we could find a reservation. So we ran a few restaurants to see if we could get a book. By the way, in the UK we probably say book a table or a booking. You can say reservation, but this is more American. But as you saw, I said it naturally, so it's fine. Call somebody back turn their call. You say you rang me and I missed your call, I would then call you back. And I might say, sorry I missed your call. To call something off means to cancel. So if I call off the game, that means the game's cancelled. If I call the plans off, that means I cancel the plan. Call on somebody, now this means to pick on somebody to answer. So maybe the professor called on me during the lecture to answer somebody up, you can kind of say I'll give you a call, you don't have to say up but it does work, so give me your phone and I will call you up when we are in town, but you can also say give me your phone and I will call you when we are in town, but call up grammatically also makes sense. Calm down, now this one is a famous one, so obviously the verb is calm, to be calm, and then down, so calm down, relax. Angry, so your your attitude and your your mood's really high and really angry. So imagine that it's filling up with steam. The higher it gets, you're angry, 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 and then calm down. So bring that mood right down. Calm down, chill, relax. What are you doing? Come on. Catch up. So catch is like to grab something. But catch up means to sort of have a conversation with someone and fill yourself in with the latest gossip. Discuss what's been lives, get to the same point, or it can also mean to get to the same point, to say they're in front of you, then you want to catch them up, so run faster, get to the same point, so that's one meaning, and then the second meaning is, as I said, firstly, it's sort of to have a chat and see what's been happening, so we need to catch up, that's
I mean someone I'm seeing that person in a month that you want to catch up and discuss everything that's been happening in your lives. Now the next clue related to the hotels and stuff with that ilk. So check in when you arrive and register at the hotel or an airport. You'll need to check in. So we need to get the hotel keys and then uh, when we check in. And similarly with an airport, you need to check in if you've got any luggage, check the luggage in and then put it through the conveyor belt and then they put it on the plane. I don't know exactly how it works, but it gets uh, delegated to the plane. Check out, so also at a hotel, sorry, what a stretch there. Uh, check out is when you leave, so when you leave the hotel. So check out is before 11 o'clock. So this means you need to leave the hotel the rules to check somebody out, which means to sort of look at them and investigate them. So, you could say the company checked out my credibility, the company checked out my CV. Check out also has another meaning and it's slightly more informal and it's sort of to look at someone, maybe if they're attractive. Say an attractive girl walks by, you might check them out by looking at them, or an attractive guy walks by check them out by looking at someone might say, well, I'll check him out. Or I'll have a look at him. Check what they look like. If they say that, it generally means there's something you want to see or something funny. So maybe they're wearing something stupid. So you say, I'll check out this guy. I'll see him out. Cheer up. This one you probably know. That means become happier or to cheer somebody up. Make them happier. Make them feel better. So I cheered up once I heard the good news, or I cheered up once I knew it was time to go home, or I bought somebody something. So I bought somebody chocolates to cheer them up. I brought home KFC to cheer them up because they had a bad day. Next we have chip in. So to chip in means to help. So if everybody chips in some money, then we can help purchase it. Chip in means to add a little bit, to give a little bit, to help. You normally say chip in when we talk about money. So, oh, can you chip in five pounds? Oh, if everyone chips in one pound, then we'll reach our goal. Clean up. So, you clean something up. So, I need to clean the bathroom up. You can also just say clean, but clean up. Gives the impression you're cleaning it all extremely well. So, please clean up your bedroom. Next we have come, so come across. So that means you stumble upon something, or you discover something, or you find unexpectedly. I came across these old photos of us when I was tidying in my bedroom. I came across this cool restaurant when I was lost in town. So it's sort of find something unexpectedly. You didn't expect to find it, so you come across it. Because if you search for it, then you don't come across it search for it and you look for it and then you found it. This is what you want to happen. This is the, the, the process. If you come across something then it means you weren't expecting to find it. It's like a, a nice moment or a bonus. Come apart. This usually when talking about goods or clothes or maybe a drawer. So the top drawer came apart which means the top drawer fell off because it was 
unfortunately I can't make it. I've come down with a bug or a virus. Come back. Come forward. So this is generally when they need a volunteer or somebody to give evidence. So can the person that saw the crime please step forward or please come forward? Or for example, please come forward and provide evidence. Something like that. So it's like you stand out from the crowd because you're coming forward. Come from, this is a very popular one and that means to originate from or be born from. So I come from England. That just means I'm from England. I was born in England. So I'm English. Where's, oh, and you could say, oh, where's he come from? Oh, he comes from somewhere, somewhere in China. So, oh, where, where's he come from? Oh, he's from the States. So, where are you from? Where are you born? You could even say, oh, I notice your surname sounds Italian. Where do your parents come from? And they're like, oh, yeah, I'm Italian. You know, something like that. Count on. This means to rely on somebody. So, I counted on that. I'm counting on you to make me a dinner when I'm gone. I'm counting on you to stop them doing that. So you like rely on I'm counting on you having this task finished by tomorrow. Something your boss might say to you. So next we've got cut. So cut down. So cut something down, which just means to remove it, to make it fall. So I cut the tree down. The tree was obscuring the sun, so we couldn't get sun to the living room, so I cut it down to get rid of it, to remove, to cut down. To cut in, I am, to cut in means to interrupt. Hey, I was speaking, did cut in. Or, your father cut in while I was dancing. Or, your father cut in and didn't let me finish my sentence. Maybe my views I was sharing were too extreme, something like that. Cutting can also mean on the road, so when you're driving and somebody cuts in or cuts you off, that means they drive in front of you, maybe when they shouldn't, or maybe it's not an illegal move. So the bus driver got angry with the car that cut in, or they're trying to skip ahead in the queue and then cut in, nobody likes that. Cut something off also means remove, so removing something sharp leg off because it needed to be amputated. Also cut something off could be talking about supplies. So the country cut off the supply of oil or the country cut off the supply of jade or the country cut off the supply of ivory as hunting elephants was an illegal practice. Something like that. Supply. Or my phone company of my phone because we hadn't paid the bill. Cut something out. This suggests that you're removing parts of something from something else. So the best example would be cut something out of a newspaper. So the newspaper is the noun of what we're, we're cutting from. There might be a funny photo, so you cut that photo out and take it from the newspaper. So you've extracted it from the newspaper you cut it out, cut something out. Now we're on do, so do somebody, do something over, which means to be beaten up, 
or attacked. So, for example, he's lucky to be alive. His shot was done over by a gun. Do something over could also mean do it again. My teacher wants me to do my essay over because it wasn't out of work the first time. Do away with something, which means to discard, get rid of. Hard to do away with these old records. We need to move to Spotify. Something like that. It's time we do away with radio. Podcasts is the future. Something like that. Do something up means to decorate it or amend it in a, in a positive manner. So we, we did the shed up. We did the house up. It's a fairly British one, so if you did the house up means you decorated it, painted it, for example. Dressed up just means wearing something fancy, so let's dress up. Obviously to dress means wear whatever you want, but if, you, if you're dressing up, it suggests that you're going to wear something more formal and fancy than you normally would. So we've got a, a dinner on tonight, it's a big more dinner, we're going to dress up, we're going to wear a tuxedo. Drop, put this up with drop back, so drop back means in a position or a group so that infantry were too far advanced so they dropped back into the reverse to move back let's drop back in sports maybe a team can drop back down the pitch because they want to defend more drop in or drop over this could be combined with pop in or pop over which is a, a british one so i might drop in for some team this just means to come over without an so an informal. Same with pop in. Oh, if you fancy it, you can pop over later. Oh yeah, I'm not doing anything. Please pop in. Oh, it's a Saturday. You may as well drop in. We used to come over without an appointment. Come in, visit, that sort of thing. Drop somebody or something off. This is a very useful and very often used one, and it means drive somewhere or take someone somewhere. So, oh, please can you drop me off? Or please can you drop me off? I have to drop my sister off after work, so I can't leave. Oh, I need to drop off those beers. Oh, I need to drop this pizza off. Something like that. So you've got something, you need to drop it off or something. Drop out. Now, this is a famous phrase in itself, but it's actually a phrase and verb. Um, I know Kanye West has an album. It's high school dropout. Good album. And drop out just means to quit. So I dropped out of school. I dropped out of school. I dropped out of science because it was too hard. I dropped out of top set because it was too hard. Now I'm in second set and really thriving. So drop out means to leave is quite informal, but drop out of school or university means to quit. So, oh, how is his studies going? Oh, unfortunately he dropped out. That means he didn't finish, he quit. Okay, that's all for the first, say, episode or first, uh, First episode of the phrasal verbs. Hope they were useful, some useful examples. If you have any questions, obviously do not hesitate to contact me. And I'd love to help. I'll be back soon with another another impromptu um, episode with some more phrasal verbs to help you guys out on some grammar. If this podcast was useful or interesting, please leave a review or please leave a five-star review. If you think you've got any friends, family, or colleagues who would benefit from listening to this podcast and the series could be 
useful for that to help you learn that English, British English, please do shout out for that. I'd really appreciate that. As always, I'll see you guys and girls in the next one. Thanks for listening and take care. All the best now. Bye bye.